Hello, you lovely, lovely people. Welcome to the latest BJJ Strength podcast. And today we're going to talk about drilling specifically for jujitsu, but more specifically, solo drilling for jujitsu. And it's an interview with Matt Edgington, who's a jujitsu brown belt, jujitsu instructor, and uh, Hegan Machado. Um, and he's specialized over the last few years um, somewhat out of necessity actually not somewhat that you're triggered by necessity um, at the start Matt will Matt goes into the story um, you know specialized in developing solo drills for jiu-jitsu and you know, he's got some really interesting work a big fan of the stuff that he, that he puts online we talk about drilling in jiu-jitsu a lot um, Matt calls it drill to kill rather than drill to win, which which I which I really like. But when we talk about drilling in jujitsu, um, it's you know predominantly with a partner, which is you know which is great. But Matt much has his thoughts and his insights. Why sometimes drilling on your own has unique benefits to it over and above just what you get with a partner. So yeah, we talk about um, you know some interesting topics, and I really think you're going to enjoy this show and hopefully it's going to give you some ideas through the show and through looking at Matt's material as well of how you can improve your jiu-jitsu when you know when you're off the mat but you haven't you know haven't got a partner available to you as well so guys I hope you enjoy the show and speak soon you're listening to the BJJ Strength Podcast helping you be your best physically on the mats and off the mats. With your host, BJJ Black Belt and physical optimization specialist, Lawrence Griffiths. So guys, uh, welcome to the latest BJJ Strength Podcast. And today I'm, I'm very lucky to have Matt Edgington on, on the phone with me. Um, and also known as the Jiu-Jitsu Ronin online. We're going to have to get into, get, get, into the, get into that name. Matt, you are, I should have asked you this o- offline. I know you're definitely a brown belt, black yes. belt. Bro- yeah, so and you've been training Jiu-Jitsu for quite a while. And you're uh-huh. a brown belt under Higa Machado. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, um, and you, you run your own school out in, yep. out, out in Boise, Idaho. Um, yes. Not as cold out there as I thought it would be when we were, when we were talking about the temperature. I'm grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. As, as Matt said, it, it's California uh, cold. So, yeah. um, and Matt, one of the things that you have been specializing now for, you know, some time on the stuff that you've been putting out online is specifically solo drills for jujitsu yeah. and some, some really interesting stuff online with, you know, taking some of them will be the more traditional drills that people would have seen as part of, um, you know, class warm-ups. But there's some you know, really interesting twists on that. How you can use them for conditioning, add in different twists in terms of, you know, using a dummy bag to to drill with using resistance bands. Um, and I've I'm a big fan of, you know, doing solo drills off the mat. I think they can be fantastic as you know a structured warm-up, fantastic for conditioning, fantastic for, you know improving your jiu-jitsu when you can't get to the mat etc etc um but with that why why don't you say hello <laughs> hello everybody it's it's a pleasure to be on the podcast by the way yeah uh, I, I know i know it's hit it was hit and miss for a week so i'm really happy to, to get on and talk with you yeah you had you had the, you had the flu flu pretty bad last week you feeling <clears> better yeah yeah you know strange thing is i had bronchitis the two weeks before and then i thought oh crap i'm getting flu again 
Uh, so I'm 100%. So I feel so much better now. Bronchitis, bronchitis. It sounds like when people say that, you know, you should be, should almost kill you. Is it, is it that bad? It, it, it didn't hit me as bad this year. It just, um, I, I notice when I'm starting to uh, work out a little heavier. It uh-huh. starts to to diminish my lung capacity, and I'm coughing more, and it just burns a lot. And man, you just wish it was over. <clears throat> yeah, it's not is fun. Is that something you get more in a in kind of a in a wet environment? I think so. I think I always, I always get around this time of year. That's rough. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not fun. Yeah, completely takes you off the mat. Uh, uh, after I get uh, after I go to the doctor and get it taken care of, then I go on the mat. Yeah, I, I don't want I don't want anybody else to catch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is this is a really random tangent to go down on a jujitsu podcast. I know, but I'm asking right. <laughs> my because my one year old had well, they they, they said bronchiolitis. So oh, I'm, wow. I'm just gathering as much information as I can just to make she was fine, but she still she's coughing and splattering all the time, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah you know, trying to. Anyway, we can we can talk offline and just <laughs> g- gather information for that. But yeah, start start off with so your 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 handle on Instagram is the the jujitsu Ronin. What does yeah. what does Ronin mean? Remind well, Ronin. Um, you, you know, uh, it took me a while to figure out how to you know because when you it's almost like you're on the spot when you want to create an Instagram account and you're like, mm-hmm. oh crap, I'm going to create this name. Who's going to remember this? You know, yeah. Matt one two three four. <laughs> uh, so I started to think, well, you know, I wanted to create it specifically for jujitsu to, to, to really, to just, um, I don't know, like, uh, mark my journey so I can look back and see how badly I, I looked and then how I progressed <laughs> through the years. And that's really what it was. And I thought, you know, and at the time I was in between instructors, which was, okay. it's kind of an interesting story, but you know, I had to leave my gym and then I, I, I was in between, uh, you know, masters. So I wasn't getting promoted at all. Yeah. And so I thought, you know what, um, a Ronin in Japanese terms is a masterless samurai. Yeah. Okay. And so they don't become samurai. You know, they don't, they don't become samurai unless they're with a master. So I was like, you know what, I'm a Ronin. I'm actually, I'm an actual Ronin. I don't have a samurai. I don't have a master. So, um, I became the jujitsu Ronin and, and it worked out really well because now I do solo drills. So, okay. Uh, so it seems to work out. The name works out really well. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So was, was it during that period that it made sense for you to focus more on the solo drills before? Between, oh yeah. Between, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was mostly out of desperation because I think anybody who's done jujitsu for a while knows when you have to step off the mat for a few weeks and then you step back on, you're, you're, you're not in the best shape. You know, you could run all day long, you could lift all day long and you go do jujitsu and you're winded it's just yeah. a different type of cardio. So I was yeah. like, you know what? I need to, I need to figure out how to stay in shape. So I don't look like a putz next time I roll with somebody. Yeah. So I started to do like, you know, like the, the line drills and the ladder drills and, uh, finding out that I was really winded and I, I wanted to just keep training, uh, until I started, you know, training with more people. Um, I wanted to be in the best shape that I could be yeah. until then. Yeah. So it was really out of desperation, really. So when you so when you started then get doing the solo drills, how uh-huh. how long how long between you know the jujitsu training did you kind of were you, how long were you doing solo drills on its own before you got back into jujitsu? Uh, it was mostly for the a whole summer, really uh, for for about three months. Yeah, oh, wow. and and I did I did uh, attend a lot of open mats. There's a lot of open mats around the valley, and I'm real selective on who I uh, go to open mats to. 
yeah. um, just because of, you know, the gym atmosphere and whatnot. Um, but I went to, to the open mats and found out that, you know, the solo drills actually did me a, a really good, uh, uh, a good job of training. Yeah. So, um, I just, I, I kept it up. I said, you know what? I, I, I feel like, like my friend and I were talking about this specific thing last night. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, I've been doing Taekwondo for 35 years and in no way can I come up with as many drills as you do in jujitsu. Really? And I said, you know what? I, I never thought about that. And I said, everybody has their thing. Maybe this is my thing. Maybe this is the thing that I'm supposed to do, you know, yeah. to create these killer drills that everybody's going to strive to try to do. Yeah. So it's just something I really enjoy doing. Did you first pick up the, the idea of doing the drills to, like, like most people do from just class warm-ups? Uh, no, it's by accident. It okay. really, really was by accident. Um, I saw <clears throat> my very first video that went really big is the very first video I put out. And it was, it was just complete shock. Um, it was uh, four uh, ladder drills. And it was, I, you know, I did like a kick out, I did like a squat jump and I did like a burpee kind of drill and I did something like a bear crawl or something. And I, um, I grabbed one of my friends and I said, Hey, we film this real quick. I want to see how, you know, I want to see how this looks. Uh-huh. So, uh, I, I did that and I edited it, put all four of those drills in the video. And I, 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 uh, you know, I was, I was afraid. I, you know how everybody puts videos out on, on Instagram. <laughs> You're like, Oh, this is going to be bad. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I don't care. And I put it out there. And I got some kind of response because I didn't have a lot of followers back then on Instagram. I'm just trying to and, look up. The, I'm trying to look up the video now. Oh, go way, 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 way down, like way down. And um, and then this one page shared it on Facebook. Uh huh. And that that one video got 1.7 million views. <laughs> you are kidding. And, me. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. And, and I, I was just like, I was calling my friends and I was like, Oh my God, can you believe this? There's no, there's no way. There's no way. I got to do another one. I got to do another one. So, <laughs> and it just took off from there. Um, it, it, it's honestly, I just, I, I put out videos. I don't care if anybody likes it. I don't care if anybody, I don't care if there's haters. Yeah. Uh, I don't care if I get a lot of views. Yeah. Um, I put it out there because I like doing it. Yeah. And that's, that's basically it. I have to put myself out there. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one way to, there's only one way to find out, right? Whether it's, yep. it's any, it's any good. I, I it's, I, I'm, I'm the same. I put stuff out there because I think it's valuable and I think it's a good bit of information and it's kind of interesting. You put videos out where you go, Oh, do you know what? What? This is a great idea. And nobody yep. said, and nobody says anything. Yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> and the really random videos, you go, and people just love it, and people are commenting saying, "Oh, this is great, this is fantastic." Um, or there's usually someone that says, "Rep my gear." Um, yeah, <laughs> those kind of comments. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I say that all the time. I'll be, uh, I'll come to the gym, I'll come to my school, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, I just got an idea," and I said, "Here, film this." takes me five minutes to come up with it. it takes me 30 seconds to film it. I put yeah. it out there. It's huge. Then I take one that I, I've been thinking about for, for like a week. Yeah. And I thought, man, this is my favorite drill of all. I'm going to love this one. I put it out there. Nobody likes it. So are there any patterns for the kind of drills that people seem to like the most? Yeah. 
yeah, they like the um, they like the drills you can do without equipment. Okay, that's a really big one, and especially like um, the two big ones are like the line drills. Like that looks like I've got a gi on and I'm doing warm ups, and uh, I think people like that because they're like you know all we do is run in circles at our school, so I want to have more active jujitsu warm ups. So they copy that, or if they're um, before or after class. They see I do like I, people are calling them jujitsu flow drills. Mm-hmm. So I I've I kind of have gone with that term jujitsu flow. I've never heard those there, that before. Oh really? Um, but uh, it's just like a like maybe five or six moves I put together and I just do it over and over and over and it looks kind of fluid. It's it, they're actually really fun. So I think you've hit on something there with people who just do running around in circles or whatever the case may be for their warm-ups. They do jumping jacks. I've, yeah. I've, I've trained at different schools, but only trained for two different schools, one in London and one over here in the UK. Uh-huh. And over, over in London, we would do a little bit of basic, you know, basic running just to get the body moving. Then we would do specific movement drills. Uh-huh. And then here in, here in Temecula, we do, and I've been Menifee, the place I trained in Menifee, everything is maybe one or two minutes of general get the body going and then just mostly actually just drills, movement drills. Everything has a place. It's, like not, do, it's not doing burpees just for the sake of burpees. It would be doing sprawls to defend a takedown and thinking about the movement, how we, everything has an application to jujitsu. But So maybe I take it for granted that pretty much every school does that. But do you think mm-hmm. it seems that maybe that's not the case, that a lot of, a lot of the warm-up time is, time is potentially wasted? I think so. I mean, uh, if, if, um, if you're warming up for jujitsu, why not do light jujitsu work? I'm not saying rolling or, you know, you know, yeah. how people say let's flow roll and it ends up looking like two dogs fighting. <laughs> so <clears throat> why not do, you know, just, just some, just some partner light partner work yeah. and it gets those muscles that were meant to do jujitsu with, it gets them warmed up yep. and, and it kind of sets a precedence for class. You know, you, you get a um, you get a school that they they do a, a, you know a thousand pushups, thousand squats, they do a whole bunch of pull-ups, and, and they're like really like they're tired, they're sweaty, and then you say let's roll, and nobody has done jujitsu before that, so their mind is not jujitsu, their mind is muscle. Yep. So they end up they end up rolling like two dogs fighting. Whereas if you, I, I mean, I, I've I'm really I'm, I'm a really observant person, so mm-hmm. um, I've I've been to classes where we do that and people tend to get hurt a little bit more mm-hmm. and people are, are obviously they're in really great shape, but their technique isn't that great. Whereas you get a class that does a lot of, a uh, lot of, uh, you know, jujitsu partner warmups mm-hmm. and then, and then they roll and they're rolling like they did the partner warmups, yep. like fast technical. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff I think you need. Yeah. So, and running around in a circle for a while is good because it gets your, blood pumping and it gets your heart elevated what that's what you need because you don't want to be injured um but you know i've done both and it's just a personal preference of mine that's all yeah i think i've got a good example as well related to you know just a general physical warm-up that i'll talk about real quick but before that um i was going to say I've completely lost my train of thought, actually. <laughs> I was going to say something that must have been really important, but I've forgotten. But the point I was going to make is I, I cycle to training uh, about twice a week. It's a three-mile cycle. It's not much. Um, and right, right before I get to the school, there's about a half a mile hill, quite a really steep hill. 
and I've got a single single speed bike, um, a fixie as you'd call it. And that last bit, that last hill, it takes about five minutes, and it's physically really really hard. It's great for I just work work on my breathing mechanics, and I get it. I get in, get off the bike, I get into class, and physically, I'm absolutely I'm really warm. Um, but sometimes because of work and schedules, maybe I'll get there just in time for when we start doing the first sparring and that's happened a couple of times. So I jump off the bike, I get into class and everyone else who's been, you know, maybe did a warm up, then doing drills. I'm probably physically a lot warmer than the people on the mat, but I find personally, it takes me at least until halfway through the second roll until I'm jujitsu sharp. Yeah. Your mind's in it. Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. physic. I'm physically warm, but I'm not jujitsu sharp, and I think that's yeah. two two different things. That's a good. That's a good term, jujitsu sharp. I like that. I might. Yeah, we, we can coin. We can coin that one. Yeah, it's 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 done. <laughs> <laughs> that can be. That can be. A, that can be a new uh, a new Instagram page. I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah, know that. The uh, jujitsu oh, sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what was the point I was going to make? It's going to come. It came back to. It came back to me then, and I've lost it, and <laughs> I've, I've, I've lost it again. So, do you? So, I'm guessing then that the the drills are a big part of your class warm ups. Yeah, I have I have a standard. Um, like, if I'm going to rule with my uh, beginner guys, I do I do uh, <clears throat> a lot of easy movements, you know, like shrimp crawls and you know backwards rolls and break falls and all that, and then my advanced guys that the team training we do a lot more like barambolo and and all that yeah. stuff that's a little bit more difficult but it's still part of the warm-up yeah um i'll even um i'll even put them through a huge repetition of some like the like the um there's a video out there that's uh one bungee cord all the way across the room and we're doing double legs yeah underneath it yeah and we will do and this is the hard, honestly, this is the most physically exhausting drill I've done is you do one minute rounds, 30 second rest, four rounds. So and one minute rounds. Okay. Yeah. And your legs are spent and you're just, yeah. it's just all blood, sweat and tears. You just going, going and going. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that gets us really warmed up. And we, then we, honestly, then we start rolling and guess the first thing we do, we just start doing double legs. Everyone starts <laughs> shooting for takedowns. Everybody starts shooting for takedowns, which is fine, which is fine. It's still part of the jujitsu. So they take down shop. Yeah, take down sharp. There you go. <laughs> so how how high would you set the band when you do those kind of things? Is it like you know? Th- um, I I would say for beginners head level, for advanced like chest level. Yeah. Uh, so it, just because the lower you have to go, you don't want to duck under it, but you want to have good posture as as a good double leg is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it depends on the person's height, but I'm I'm doing about chest level. About chest level. So would you um. When you're doing when you're doing the, the, this, this drill or any drill really, um, uh-huh. so that you're talking about an instance where it's one minute thirty seconds rest, one minute thirty seconds rest, and real yeah. kind of real kind of blood blood sweat and tears. But are you when you're giving people the drills, do you split it with okay, this is a conditioning drill versus this is a drill where you're you're always focusing on technique, but this is more of a forget the reps. It's more about how clean and how smooth the technique. Absolutely, is. absolutely. Uh, in fact, what I'll do is, um, I'll get everybody, uh, sweaty and, 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 you know, working really hard and, uh, uh, getting the repetitions in and then I'll say, okay, now let's slow down and focus on technique. Yeah. Okay. And then we're working on this, this, uh, arm bar attack from mount and, uh, so take your time, do like two in a minute versus like 10 or 11 in a minute. 
yeah. you just take your time, slow down. And then, then when we start rolling, you know, they're, they're, they're already sweaty. They've mm-hmm. slowed down, focus on the technique. And then, uh, when we roll, nobody's really getting hurt, which is the biggest, um, benefit of that. Yeah. And the point that I was going to make, but I've forgotten twice. I, I have now remembered and it is, I think when you're using any of these drills and you talked about an example of people do, they just do burpees, pull-ups, they do running, running circles. Right. It's got its, it's got its place, but you got to know what you're using it for and why you're using it. Is, I agree. Am I working conditioning? Am I working strength? Am I working, you know, conditioning through movement? Am I working, you know, posture? Am I working technical movement? Am I working breathing patterns? And all these different things to know what you're using it for and why you're using it. I think is really that's a great idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. That that way you can uh, before you can overemphasize. You know, hey, here's, we're just gonna we're just gonna do pure conditioning right now, or we're yeah. gonna work we're gonna do this, but. Once you take your time, focus on the technique while you're doing that drill. We're still doing a lot of reps, but focus on the technique. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. And no, you can have a primary and second, secondary objective, I think, but um, it's kind of my, my opinion anyway. So uh, are you, um, uh, when you're doing these drills yourself, how often are you doing them as, you know, per, per personally? Is it something you wake up and we'll do drills each morning, f- structure it around class, or is there kind of a set program that you follow? Um. I don't follow a set program. Mm. Um, I think, I think I'm, I'm a little bit different in, in that I, um, I wake up in the morning and go right to the gym. Okay. And I go right like weightlifting. Yeah. And, uh, I, I have a, I have a, a, a hundred day goal every year starting January 1st. Okay. Last year I did a hundred arm bars for a hundred days. Okay. Every day. Yeah. This year, I'm doing 50 jujitsu burpees every day for 100 days. So I'll do my burpees at the at the gym. I'm that weirdo guy that's doing some sort of jujitsu at the gym, <laughs> and uh, so I'll do that, and then I'll come home and 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 rest and you know do whatever I need to do, and then I go to the school and uh, I'll do my I'll do my solo drills before class. Before yeah, I yeah, and it, like if I haven't done my burpees, I'll do them after class. Um, yeah. but uh, I say I would do it about three days a week. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my standard. And if I have something that's really bugging me um, and I need to get a video out, I'll do that. I mean, there's like that new bag that, that I've been training on. I'll tell you what, I'm not kidding. That day I got it. I made like 12 videos. I was so excited. I was like, Oh my God, I could do this and I could do this. And oh, just, just film me. And, and I'll, I just kept going and going and going. Yeah. Um, and I messaged the, the guys that created it. And I said, I said, guys, I, I created a ton of videos already on the yeah. first day. So you guys are going to love it. So is this the, is this the one with the arms? Or yeah, the yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's called the, uh, it's called the BJJ 9000. BJJ kind of 9000. Yeah. It sounds, or if you look it up on Instagram, it's BJJ 9K. Okay. As in kilo. And uh, it's, it sounds like a futuristic kind of name, but it actually is. It's, uh, it's just like a 40 pound steel frame padded dummy yeah. and you could just beat the hell out of it. And, and it's, it's steel. So it's, it holds up. I saw a, yeah, I, I saw a couple of videos you put up and one was you have this dummy in, in an all fours position. And I remember, God, this was, this must be about eight years ago. I was one of the weirdos I actually built my own grappling dummy. 
Nice. <laughs> but I, I was living in a small flat in London, so anytime I used it, I'd be banging the floor, I'd be making noise for the people underneath me. So I didn't really use it that much. Um, so I was, I was pretty impressed when I saw this, how this frame, when you put it into a turtle position and it's on all fours, you were spinning around on it and it's completely yeah. hold, holding your weight, uh-huh. which is something that I have. Uh, a lot of the grappling dummies you see that don't seem to have that structural integrity that you can do with those kind of drills. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause you've seen those grappling dummies that look like they're laying on the floor with their arms up. Yep. Like it, like it. Yeah. Okay. And then you've seen there's, I, I, I actually, um, for a while there, I was sponsored by Revgear, mm-hmm. and uh, Revgear had a killer bag they sent out called the Motion Master, and it looked like a big, huge, gigantic pillow. Um, and I, I was able to do a lot of like my top game stuff on, like neon belly spinning, arm bars, yeah, you know, uh, all, all the stuff that you could do just pure top game. And then um, I, uh, I, I got to this bag, and. I, I thought, man, now I can finally have something that I could solo on my back. Yeah. Which was really exciting. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I can't think of anything that I can, I can do. I, I've been dying to find something. I, I actually took the bag and uh, the bag I was using before and put it up in the air and tried to figure out how I'm going to do a solo drill on my back. And I couldn't, you know, this kept falling in my face. <laughs> so, so when I got this, the possibilities were limitless. Yeah. Like I could do it and I could use a, a choke i could finally squeeze the hell out of something and, and just use all that strength for you know my choke training yeah yeah what were the you had two videos one where you were doing a doing a guillotine and it yeah it's completely elevated off the floor and uh-huh. then another one you were just choking the shit out of it on the back yep yep yeah yeah that was a weird video because i thought no one's gonna like this one it's gonna be boring because i'm not moving but it's super practical yeah and I didn't, like I said, I don't care if anybody likes it. It's something I think is necessary. So here's this. I think this leads it quite nicely into a mindset I see from a lot of people when it comes to doing solo drills. And it's, off, it's often, well, just train more jujitsu. And, you know, taking aside the fact that, you know, we can't all train jujitsu all the time. We've got lives, we've got families, um, and we can't be on the mat, you know, two two times six times a week i think a really good example of something that you can't do when you're training jujitsu is choke someone out for a period of more than about five seconds yeah because, because you're gonna have a you're gonna have a murder charge on your hands yeah so, and that's, that's a good example with a grappling demi if that's something quite unique that you can only do off the mat right mm-hmm. Um, and I think is, is a great way. I, I've, I've got some stuff that I do with a foam roller and putting a gear around it for wrist strength. That's great. But, but, but do you think there are you know, specific benefits to doing solo drills that you know, you're not going to get from training jujitsu? Um, yeah, absolutely. The, the, you know, everybody, I think everybody that has gone through this when they train with a partner, they're afraid of hurting them. Okay. You know, they're afraid of like, I don't know, landing an elbow or a knee by accident. Yeah. You know, it's not like this part of the drill, but it always happens. I put, I put a thumb uh, in someone's eye earlier by accident. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it happens. It happens. And uh, in the back of my mind, you know, when I go to like seminars and stuff and I learn these new techniques, the back of my mind, I think, man, there's got to be a way where I can rep this out. Yeah. And that's what I absolutely love about solo training is... I can rep things out and screw up on the, on the dummy, on the bag, 
and not worry about hurting my partner. Yeah. Um, and, and, and really like, uh, like I, I got, I have a drill that with that dummy, that particular dummy I do is, uh, the Toriando. Everybody knows what Toriando is, you know, you, yep. you're going around the legs, right to a neon belly or a side control. And, uh, everybody, you know, nobody likes getting neon bellied like a hundred, 200, 300 times. Yeah. So you could do it to this dummy and just, just beat the hell out of it. And then when you roll with a partner, you've got that repetitious mindset that you've done it so many times that you're not going to hurt your partner. You're going to be so good at it. You know, everybody's tried that one move that you've done one time and what ends up happening? Everybody gets hurt. Yeah. So you can rep that one move you've done one time. You can rep it over and over and over and get really good at it. Yeah. And you know, like a particular example I have to use is my last year's goal was arm bars. I wanted to do a hundred arm bars every single day for a hundred days, 10,000 arm bars. And it, man, that was rough. It was rough. One of my students did it with me and it was rough. Uh, so when you, were, when you say a hundred, I've seen a couple of the videos with, with yeah. solo arm bar drills. This is a solo arm bar drills. Just solo. Uh, yeah. or I would, or I would do it with, with, a with a partner. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you could, I mean, who wants to lay there? and let you do a hundred arm bars on them. I mean, <laughs> not many crazy, people. not many people. So I had a dummy with arms. I did it without arms as in like it, it went through the motions, uh, of like, uh, setting it up, you know, from Mount, I put my hands down I'd pop up, turn, hold the arm, step over, lay back. So drill, drilling the mechanics, drilling the mechanics. Yeah. Drilling the mechanics. Yeah. And, um, and I got so good at recognizing when an arm bar is going to happen to me. Okay. Because I knew, I knew at the very instant when someone mounted me, I knew exactly what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And, and then when I got in mount, arm bars became so easy. And arm barring somebody is pretty difficult. Okay, I'm not going to say I became a wizard at it because I did not. Yep. Um, but, but arm bars became, um, in the back of my mind, I didn't question what I was doing because I've done it 10,000 times. I yeah. felt like I almost mastered the subject, so I was able to do it easier. Yeah. Yeah. And let me kind of wedge, wedge this in here. I think, you yeah. know, what, what you're saying and you haven't said it explicitly, but I think to, to, to clear up what people, some people may think is that you're not saying that you just do the art, the mechanics of the arm bar drill and you're going to get good at it. You've also got to drill the, the arm bar on the mat, but it's that training those particular movements that are unique no, uh, yeah, I suppose many ways unique to an armbar, regardless of the particular grips that you use, the particular way that you hold the arm, that movement is pretty much 90% of the time is going to be the same. But you're, you're, you're not saying that one completely replaces the other. Absolutely not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that way, when, um, like you said, you, you, you go through the mechanics. And then when you're rolling with somebody, are you practicing armbars with somebody? Let's say armbars from out. Um, and the only element that was missing was, like you said, like the grips where their head is particularly, where you're going to put your knee, when you're going to step over. You've got some different factors, obviously working with a partner, but yeah. those things are real small. Mm-hmm. I think they're minor compared to the mechanics behind it. Yeah. And even, even getting up after you've done the armbar, if anyone's uh-huh. done a drill where you go two minutes of just armbars, uh-huh. throwing your legs over, falling back, coming back on top, just to get it up, that's doing that a hundred times is, you yeah. know, it's, not, it's no mean feat. It's good ab work too. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, were you, were you shredded after it? I, I probably not. (laughs) 
depends on what I ate that day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the drill that you're doing, the hundred day, day challenge that you've got now, and I, I thought this is a really cool drill was the jujitsu sprawl, 50 jujitsu sprawls. Do you want to jujitsu burpees? Burpees. That's it. Yeah. 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 Jiu-jitsu burpees. Yeah. Do you want to explain to people what that drill is? How, how that looks? Yeah. It's, it's almost just like a, like a, like a regular burpee, except I took the kickback part out. Yeah. So you jump up. I, I always tell people you didn't, if you don't touch your hands above your head, it doesn't count. So I jump up, touch my hands, put my hands down and I do a kick out. Everybody yeah. kind of knows what a kick out looks like, but someone told me it looks like that picture of Hicks and Gracie on the beach. Uh, yeah. On the beach. Yeah. So I jump up and do that. That's one rep. So I do both sides. And uh, so I try to do 50 a day. Sometimes I do a hundred depending on how crazy I am. How you feel? Um, on, yeah. Yeah. And, um, Honestly, it's a good test of cardio. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good, good, good times. There's the, you, you just mentioned probably the biggest advert for practicing solo. I, I, I call it, I, I say move, movement practices rather than solo drills, but essentially the same thing. The yeah. biggest advert is, you know, watch chalk and see what Hickson used to do. On the, yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. And he's combining it. Go ahead. I was going to say he's combining a mixture of some specific stuff to jujitsu, but then other stuff that is, you know, combined with just, you know, um, good joint range of motion, strength through good range of motion with joints and stuff. But it's, you know, he's doing movement drills on the beach. And I'm a big advocate of, um, yeah, I, I, I see this as, you know, it fits into a hierarchy of needs of different things that you can be working on. Obviously, technical proficiency is number one for jujitsu. Um, but then, you know, you, you look at conditioning, strength and power work, speed work, but movement and movement work, I think, is a really important part of jujitsu. So if I, t- um, not to take over this show talking about my ideas. No, please do. But if, if you do, and you, you talk, you know, you do strength training, we'll talk about that a little bit. But if you just do squats, deadlifts, pull-ups, and bench press, right? Some very, you know, very standard four movements that people would do in strength training. What what can happen, and this really proves out with some of the, not the muscle tissue, but the fascial tissue in our bodies, you train it to only ever move in one direction, only ever move. The, the, you know, the hip is moving in one direction, the arm is moving in one direction, and you're going to be weaker in the other directions. Well, then when you look at jiu-jitsu, your arms and legs could go out in an infinite, infinite number of potential angles. So I think this, these kind of drills, this movement practice, not only is it good for improving your movement on the mat, you know, on top of your jujitsu training, but can be very, very good for overall health and longevity and, and, and performance on top of that. I completely agree with what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it, honestly, I use that Hickson. There's, there's two he did, but one on the, on the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, this guy trains too. He trains on his own. He needed yep. a little time off the mat to kind of train on his own. Yeah, uh, that's solo training. You yep. know, so I mean, the 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 legendary Hicks and Gracie did it. You know, um, so I like that. We could we could almost end the show there. Hickson did it. Yeah, full stop. Hickson did it. Done. <laughs> <laughs> just, just move on from there. Um, yeah. But you've all, I've also seen some interesting ideas getting more into the strength training and some interesting ideas that you have with kettlebells. And I'm, oh, I'm a big, bells. big advocate of kettlebells as people will wow. know. So I've seen you, one of the things that you do is you starting off in all fours, mm-hmm. you, do the, you do the kick out position and then you do like uh-huh. a arm press to the side. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of looks like a Turkish get up, but I don't really do it. Yeah. 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 
but you start you're starting in all fours. You, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good way to explain it actually. And you get yeah. into that Turkish get up. Where, yeah. where did you where did you get where did you get that idea from? Well, uh, honestly, I got it from um, another another guy that does kettlebells on on Instagram, um, uh-huh. Primal Soldier. Okay, um, he he's a trainer at Onnit. Um, yeah, and I I honestly I saw him training uh, Rafael Lovato, and mm. it, it, he was like training for some some a new new fight or something like that. And yeah, I thought you know what if Rafael Lovato does it, it's got to be good. Yeah. So I started to do it and I hated it, but I loved it. And, um, I just, I started drilling that. I was like, that thing's awesome. Um, and it's, it's, it's a pretty difficult move, but man, I love kettlebells. I did them today. I did a whole huge workout with them today already. What did your workout look like today? Uh, let's see. It was, um, I, I, I do things and I sometimes, most of the time I time myself. So I did, uh, uh, I did a 40, I think it's a 44 pound kettlebell. Uh huh. And uh, I don't know what it is in kilos, but um, it's, about tw- it's about twenty, no little under twenty. Uh, that, that sounds worse. Sounds like I'm I'm weak. Uh, <laughs> um, but it I did, depends. Uh, what, it depends what you're doing. <laughs> I did uh, from the ground. I did a pull, uh, a clean, and then a snatch, one hand, and I did as many as I could, alternating hands for a minute. Okay, this is as many um, reps as possible. As many reps as possible, and uh, if for I did. Four one minute rounds with a thirty second rest. It was a good workout. Yeah. So your is that what a typical workout looks like for you with with kettlebells? That's a typical warm up looks like. I mean, I'm not going to say it's it's, it's my warm up, but that's yeah. what I like. Today was back training, so I, that's what I I did as a, a very first because that was the most important part I think for me for back training. I always do the hard stuff first. Yep. So I did the kettlebell first, and I did yep. a bunch of other back drills. Yeah, I think it's always it's always wise to. Well, I say it's wise, like I'm kind of the, the guru of all this stuff. But everything yeah. that I read from the real experts, they 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 tend to recommend after you know a good warm up, do the most do the more complex exercises yeah. first, and then do the more the simpler exercises. This, you know, when it's complex, would be what you're talking about, you know, multiple joints, etc. Um, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I try to do that uh, about four days a week, sometimes three just depends on what kind of mood i'm in yeah how do you manage all the, how do you manage all of the volume then so you're doing that three four days a week you're doing the drills about three days a week obviously no. you're training you're teaching jujitsu as well i can see you're drinking your it looks like you're drinking a recovery shake at the moment yep yeah <laughs> yep. yeah yeah how do you yeah. manage how do you manage the volume and manage kind of the you know the recovery with all of this i have absolutely no idea <laughs> i mean honestly i have no idea um i fortunately have a a, a pretty, pretty okay life. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I do have a full-time job. Um, but I work, I work some, some weird hours. So I wake up late in the morning and I have my daughter with me the entire day. So, um, I take her and I take her to the sitter and I, I, I work out. I think the only thing that really gets me through that whole day is, is I work out, uh, an hour in the morning and then I have like a five hour break. Mm. So then, then I do jujitsu after that. So, yeah. I think that's one thing that really helps. A lot of rest. I try to get as much sleep as possible. I try to keep my du- nutrition in check. Yeah. Um, I try to stay away from junk food. Uh, quote, try. Um, <laughs> I try to stay away from caffeinated drinks. Again, okay. quote, try. Yeah. But um, I do my best. Uh, yeah. I try to maintain a, a really – and honestly, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on me now as, as like, you know, a lot of people follow me and use me as an example. So yeah. I try to I try to thrive on that pressure, and I want to be even better than before. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that really helps. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the the days I don't want to go to the gym, I still go. Yeah. You know, I I have to do it. I feel like there's people counting on me. So I still do it. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a couple of videos recently where, you know, the shirt's been coming off and it's looking like (laughs) you're getting in, getting in, getting in good shape, buddy. I I hope. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I I try to get in shape for the old guys like me. How old are are you? (laughs) 42. So you're 42. Wow. I was going to say, I'm 36. I was going to say, you look about, you look about my age. (laughs) So that's good, man. The beard, the beard, the beard is looking good. Matt's Matt's sporting a very good beard. Yeah. I'm I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out if I, if I should get rid of it because I'm getting too much gray. (laughs) Too much gray. Ah, A bit of gray, a bit of gray is good. I think you just do it. Just embrace it. Just embrace it. So yeah, yeah, we won't be putting the video up. Well, I never put the videos out because the videos can tend to be a bit sketchy. Um, and <laughs> nice. I, I, I've made no effort to look good today, so I tend to put the audio out. Are there any with so with your nutrition? Um, what are you drinking at the moment? Well, I'm drinking something called Amino Energy. It's from um, it's from On Nutrition. Okay, O N. Yeah, it's got a little bit of caffeine, a lot of amino amino acids. Yeah, um, I, I try not to drink it too much, but you know, it does help. It gets me through the day. Light light on the caffeine. Yeah. So, so it's just it's just amino acids, some glucose in there. Yeah, yeah. And that's um, something you sip throughout the day, or, or have you just come back from a workout? I sip throughout the day. Okay. Yeah, I either drink uh, like when I wake up in the morning. I made it a habit the past couple of years to drink <laughs> uh, what, what is it? What is it? Movies like uh, twenty ounces. I drink about two twenty ounce glasses of water before yep. I do anything in the day. Yep. Um, and uh, I kind of fast. Throughout the day, I have about a um, ten to twelve hour fast. Yeah, um, just with water, and then okay. and then I start eating. I only eat about twice a day. I'm not really? saying that's that's nutritionally sound, but just the way my lifestyle works, I only eat about twice a day, and it seems to work out really well. Do you know, it seems to work out for a lot, work out well for a lot of people. I I have coffee with butter and coconut oil in the morning, and I've got a bunch of other stuff. I call it the- bulletproof. Nice. Well, oh, do you know what? <laughs> Let's get on the bulletproof thing, right? Um, so Dave Asprey, who's the bulletproof exec, I did. I don't know whether I got the idea from him first or whether I got it from Rob Wolf, who's the Paleo Solution guy. Oh yeah, I know Rob. You know Rob? Yeah, yeah. I, I, t- I took my CrossFit certification with him. <laughs> did you? Really, oh, you're a crumb. Yeah. He's so cross. smart. Yeah, that guy's. Uh, he's up in North California, right? Yeah. 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 I, I did my, I did my certification in, um, uh, CrossFit Santa Cruz. Mm. It's been, it, honestly, it's been years. I used to have a CrossFit gym and it, it took me, um, I had to get away from it cause I really wanted CrossFit was a passion for mine for a little while. And then I got yeah. away and I was like, you know, what do I want to be? I want to be a martial arts instructor. Or do I don't want to do CrossFit. I have to choose which kind of stunk. So, so was there a, when, when was that, when did that decision point happen between choosing over CrossFit and jujitsu? What, like what, like uh date or? Yeah, roughly. Uh, what, how, how long ago? Uh, I would say about 2010. Hmm. It's when, it's before it got really, really big. Yeah. Uh, Cause I remember watching the first CrossFit games in that old dusty hillside. And I okay. thought, man, I want to, I can't wait to do that. Yeah. And then, and then it became real commercialized. Were you already, tra- were you training jujitsu at the same time? Yeah. Okay. Okay. How did you, maybe, you know, you weren't deep enough into either of them at that point, but there's, uh, you know, there's so many different opinions on CrossFit, right, that maybe we, right. we get onto, but the, the, the big thing is 
managing the intensity of the CrossFit training and then coupling that with jujitsu that potentially can be very intense. Were you doing a high enough volume of either to see kind of an impact on one over the other? Uh, the one thing I noticed uh, with CrossFit is um, they do a lot of pull-ups. Okay. And that seems to help a lot with jujitsu and it helped with my grip strength like quite okay. a bit. Um, and with that cardiovascular threshold to where you know you can push yourself a little bit more each time. Um, I, I, I honestly, I found that it really beneficial. Um, and then, uh, it got to a point where I had to kind of step away and do more jujitsu than CrossFit. So then that's kind of where it just kind of faded away. Do you still do any kind of CrossFit work? Um, yeah, I do. Unfortunately, I hate thrusters, but I still do thrusters at the gym. Um, and those are the worst. So thrusters, uh, a thruster, is that where you're in, where you have dumbbells, you're in a front squat and then you jump up? Yeah. Most, up, usually but... it's classified with a bar. Like you do okay. like a 95 pound bar thruster and it's a squat and an overhead press. Start the, the bar behind your neck. No, uh, on your chest. So it's, it's racked on your yeah front, front squat. Front squat. Position. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I do a lot of deadlifts. I do a lot of squats. Um, mostly I don't do a lot of the CrossFit elements anymore. Uh, but I do have that, that, uh, knowledge, that background of, of knowledge of CrossFit and how things work that really helped me throughout. Yeah. Well, there's key, there's, look, there's key human movements that are fundamental to almost any land-based sport. Squatting is going to be one of them. Um, yeah. it's going to be nobody, you don't, you don't sit and you don't squat in jujitsu, right? But you know, you need to extend your legs, you need to have leg extension, you need to have a good hip hinge, triple extension is another one. So, uh, I think people can sometimes forget that, um, you know, for you to become but you for you to become better at jujitsu, you train more jujitsu. But for you to become, you know, more powerful and quicker, you need to have a, the, all of the research suggests that having a base of strength on top of all the technical training is only going to help you. And those are fundamental oh, agree. to work. I agree. Uh, one thing that really convinced me of that was a long time ago. I read a story on uh, bull riders. Okay. You know the the old uh, old school bull riders. The way yep. to get better at old at, at bull riding was to ride more bulls. Yep. But but they were finding out these guys are getting injured like crazy because yep. I mean you're you're dealing with a two thousand pound animal that's throwing you off and you can't you only do that for so long. So uh, these these cowboys figured out that they need to stretch and work out on their off time. Yeah. It made their bull riding even better. Really? So they became they became bull riding athletes versus you know, old school cowboys who could yeah. only ride a, a bull a couple times a year, they could do it more consistently and yeah. injury free. Yeah. So working out and, and off time really keeps you injury free and keeps your body healthier. Yeah. Yeah. A strong muscle is also less prone to injury. Of course, you've got to do the mobility that comes with that. I think people forget that, you know, the, the, the muscle is one thing, but all of the fascia and the connective tissue, when you train and do strength training or plyometric training in the right way, well, that right. becomes a much, much stronger that has performance benefits and health benefits. So it, it, yeah, it, it's interesting here. You, I didn't know that you did, did CrossFit and I wasn't sure about um, your base, your base of strength training. Uh, so it's, it's interesting to hear you talk about that because people may look at your page, look at the stuff mm -hmm. that you put online. And I think what happens with a lot of people is they go, well, just do this one thing. 
and just this one thing is the answer. I have this one answer, and it's and it's going to be it's going to be yoga. It's going to be mobility drills. It's going to be cardio. It's going to be CrossFit. But in reality, you've got to have the right tools for whatever it, whatever it is you need to develop. And you know, the, having a complete physical picture of uh, or picture of complete physical development is what you really need, rather than. One. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I need to th- I need to say some stuff that you don't agree with. <laughs> so we, can have, we can have we can have more, can have more debate. We're, we're in sync here. It's uh... <laughs> it seems that way. So it happens a lot with my guests. I need to get someone really controversial on that I can I can get into I can get into an argument an argument with. Um, we could bash the CrossFit thing, but we we won't. We won't. Yeah, have, really. Have you have you have you ten? Have you used Jits grips? No, uh, I've made my own, but I haven't used them before. Yeah. I just, I had an old and actually I made a video out of it. I have an old and I took, I cut the sleeves Yeah, and I, I looped two bungee cords in it and I just use it as like a throwing practice. And, yeah. uh, I thought, boy, that's, that's pretty cool. Real good for grips. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I haven't played with Jits grips. I've been trying, I've been dying to, but I haven't touched them more at all yeah he uh, jit scripts if you're listening maybe you want to send matt some send matt some i'm sure you're gonna get uh, some some coverage you get a cut you get a couple good videos out of it <laughs> yeah i think you might get about 50 videos all the way matt. <laughs> um yeah. yeah the reason i asked because you, you were you were talking about using this new grappling dummy the the bjj 9000 um for doing stuff on on bottom but jit scripts I picked up a pair. Um, I paid for them. No one sent me anything. Not yet. This is before the podcast. Um, and they, they're, they're quite good, actually, for working some. It's very specific to spider guard, mostly, but very, yeah. very good for you know, working some of the movements on, you know, on the bottom, as opposed to a lot of the drills, which tend to be on top. Right. Nice. What stuff, do you ever do anything with, I call it a stability ball. Some people call it a gym ball, a physio ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a request the other day for uh, for a couple of videos on that. Um, I just need a better stability ball. I have a, one at the gym that's uh, it's kind of kind of wobbly. I need something a little bit uh, like thicker material because yeah. you know you get those cheap cheap ones. You can blow them up and they you just squash all the way down. I need something a little bit thicker. Yeah, uh, but I've been dying to do a drill on them. Um, yeah. The one thing I use the stability ball for uh-huh. is I'll put the ball in front of a bag and use it as like a Toriando kind of device. Okay. Um, and, uh, it, it, no, it's, it's makeshift, uh, but, but it works. So that's about the only thing I use it for so far. I've used it as a balance. Like, you know, people sit on it. There's a video out there where a guy's just rolling around on it like crazy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how he does it, but I look at that and I think I can do better. So I'm going to try to make a video of that. There's some (laughs) crazy, there's, there's some crazy stuff with Jeff Glover actually. Oh, Jeff Glover's awesome at it. Yeah, and he's just doing this. He looks like a circus freak almost when he's bouncing around on the ball. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and he probably didn't think about anything he was doing. It's just Jeff being Jeff. Yeah, completely. Completely. Uh, yeah. I, I've, it's been on my list. I'm, 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 I think I might put out like a mini, a mini series on it, um, on stability balls. We'll see. We'll see. That's probably going to be in the works. But I find those fantastic tools because similar to the, similar to the grappling dummy, you can't – they don't get tired. And the beauty of the the beauty of the stability ball is that if your balance is not right, it's just going to throw you off. So you have to have constant contact with it, constant hip pressure. You know, depend depending on the drill. Um, and I think you can drill, you can you can work a lot of movements that you otherwise wouldn't 
get into the situation enough in a jiu-jitsu class to and it's for me i'm you know i'm i fight i'm heavyweight now but used to be super heavy being a bigger guy or bigger guys you know we're not known, right? The heavyweights and super heavyweights are not normally known for really kind of, you know, nimble movement. I don't yeah. think I am now, even now, known for really nimble movement. But it's definitely helped with my, you know, my scrambles and my top game. And I find I'll be doing, I'll be rolling and I'll do something without even thinking about it. And it's not a specific move. It's just the way I roll my hip, a way I, you know, I slip past or turn the corner when I'm in a scramble that I otherwise, I don't think I would have developed or developed as quickly or as well if I hadn't been using, you know, nice. constantly using stability balls. Nice. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. That's what solo drills are all about. Keeping you mobile. I'm, I'm Matt, I've got to find something you disagree with. <laughs> <laughs> but on the stability balls, on the stability <laughs> balls, you can, I think you can get the ones that are really thick and have actually, they have sand in them as well. They, yeah, I've seen those. Uh, I feel like I'd be cheating though, because it kind of holds me still. Uh, but I try them out. I've not used one. I've not used one. I need to find someone. Someone said they use them a lot for you know bench pressing on and that kind of stuff. But supposed yeah, to be yeah. supposed to be a pretty good, um, yeah. pr- pretty pretty good to me. <laughs> like yeah, you, you don't want to yeah. cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be real. <laughs> yeah, you want to get you want you want you want to get you want to get thrown off. Yeah. Um, so what else, what else was I going to ask you? So we've talked about the jits grips, um, the, the cycling, the what's, so what's, what's kind of next on the horizon with, um, in terms of, cause I think you've got, it's a lot of great material, Are you thinking about putting any kind of programs together for people that, you know, people can have a, you know, this is a, a one-on-one, one-on-one solo drill. Is that kind of in the pipeline? Yeah. Um, that's that's uh that's the next thing i'm i'm working on is doing partner kind of like partner mobility drills okay um and that's the i'm trying to create a program right now um that i could i could be a little be a little more effective when you're working with somebody you know not just where we're just going to be in mount we're going to do arm bar over and over and there's your video that's that's kind of boring and it's anybody could do that so, um, right now I'm trying to create a Patreon account that will allow me to give everybody some, you know, obviously it's, it's kind of like monetizing it, Yeah. you know, it's, but I'm going to be putting a ton of effort into it, yeah. um, where people can go there and they can be a part of this like private group where they can mm-hmm. see all these partner mobility reels. I probably won't put them on Instagram. Yeah. I'll probably keep going solo on Instagram, which is something my, that's my passion project. Yeah. Um, but I think this is the next evolution of, of what I should be doing is, um, I, it's the questions I get is, well, will this work on a partner? Do you do this on partners? And I say, mm-hmm. I, anything I do on, on solo drilling, I do on, I can do on a partner. Yeah. And so then I'm just going to start creating videos on that. So when you say partner more mobility drills, do you mean mobility in the sense of movement or mobility in terms of flexibility? Uh, in, in terms of movement. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, so I can, I can make it a drill out of it. So not just, uh, here's three moves and then stop. I want to be able to repeat it over and over and over again for a whole minute. Yeah. Or five yeah. minutes. Yeah. Just something that's very fluid. Uh, I've, I've, we've already created a ton of ideas for it. We just haven't filmed anything yet. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. But with, um, when I started training here in Temecula with a number of the instructors there, but particularly Professor Tom, 
there's a bunch of drills that I hadn't been exposed to before. Um, and it's, again, those situations where you do, there's a particular guard pass drill that we do that you go to do a knee slice, someone kicks the leg over the opposite shoulder, you switch directions and switch back. It's, it's hard to explain. But I've never used that as a style of pass before. or hadn't mm-hmm. you rarely used it. And then after doing this drill, suddenly I just hit it in live training. That's awesome. And you go, That's awesome. well, you know, where, you know, where, did, where did that come from? Um, and it's often, I, I don't know what you think about this, but the, the, the challenge with drills, if I'm teaching a class, I'm doing a warm-up, you know, the, there's the standard stuff that you're going to do, but it's trying to give people something that's also mentally engaging as well as mm-hmm. just doing, yes, repetitions are important. Sometimes you've got to suck it up, I think, and just do the drill because it's, mm-hmm. you know, tried and tested but if you can get something that's also mentally engaging fun and interesting and, and keep it a little bit unique at the same time i think then that's there's a really sweet spot with the, the drills that you can develop yeah it keeps you all it also keeps your mind engaged you know it keeps you uh excited to do the next one yeah uh those are the kind of drills i really like doing of course yeah. there's ones you have to grind out yeah uh, but the ones that keep me mentally engaged and, and excited to go back the next day and do it again and again. That's what I'm excited about. So without, you know, without giving out, giving out, giving up too much of, you know, the secret sauce or giving uh-huh. much up as you, as you want, are there any particular drills that really excite you, excite you that you've got kind of gotten the works or unique approaches that you might be bringing to the fore? Uh, you mean like as far as like partners or so? Yeah. The, the part, the partner stuff. Right now we're working on an open guard kind of series um, yeah. where there's four, there's four sets of uh, four particular sets of open guards, you know, like uh, like feet on the hips, butterfly position, uh, De La Hiva, so, yeah. you know, just stuff like that. And then you're just going to drill how to get out of that over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And in fact, uh, one of the great things about the um, being with the, the Higan Machado Association is yeah. we have these clinics um, about two to three times a year mm-hmm. that all of the affiliates in the area get together and we just kind of share ideas. That's cool. And I taught this particular, uh, set of drills there. Yeah. Like every, every head instructor gets to teach what they've been working on. And somebody, yeah. you know, says here's a leg lock or here's an arm bar. And so I just preface the class by saying, look guys, I could teach you a really cool technique or I could teach you something to do that you can do with your partner before class. Cause now you're going to be here early. You're gonna to want to yeah. come, you're gonna you're gonna to want to come to class a half hour early and dr- and drill this. Yeah, and everybody got out their camera and started filming. That's cool. So it it, it got me excited because I thought, you know, I was really nervous about teaching it because maybe yeah. it, it looks stupid. I don't know. It's a bit non traditional, uh, right? To teach a drill as yeah. opposed to teaching a technique. Yeah, exactly. And and um and everybody loved it. So I think if I ever were to get invited to like a, to do a seminar somewhere, I wouldn't teach my favorite technique. I just teach people how to drill. You know, yeah. why not? Nobody really knows how to drill. They show up to class, they run in the circle, they do what the instructor tells them to do. And then they roll. Mm. Nobody really knows how to, you know, grab a partner and say, dude, come do this with me real quick. And they yeah. do a, a set of drills. And then pretty soon you're that cool guy that you're doing some really cool moves in the, in the corner of the room that nobody's ever seen. That's the kind of stuff I want to create. Are there any key principles towards approaching drilling? I'm thinking if you know, there's, there's a few people listening to this podcast now, and well, I know there's people going to be listening to this podcast, <laughs> but yes, you, there will. 
yeah <laughs> I, I, but there's a couple you know two, two two friends that you know can only make it to jujitsu once a week um but they live in a small town and they want to you know put some drills together and not so much in terms of specific drills are there uh-huh. certain principles that they could apply to learning and developing their own drills maybe absolutely absolutely i think just the one key principle it has to be repeatable okay okay so if you just do one move think about um like doing one move but if you started the timer would you be able to do more of those moves in a minute consistently you know like uh like a like a leg like a leg drag it's a it's a it's a simple uh uh, um move you know they, they put your partner lays on their back puts their feet on your hips and you do a leg drag pass you yep. just pick up the leg and move it over yours and step to the side. Yeah. So you go back to the same position and you do it over and you do it over and you do it over again for a whole yeah. minute. Mm-hmm. I think to me, that's what drilling really is. It's not doing one technique talking about how it worked for you or anything like that. You just keep your mouth shut and just drill. Yeah. So, so I think consistently. Repeatable and consistency. I'm, I'm making a bunch yeah. of notes, by the way, buddy, if you look at Oh, good, that. good. I'm looking. I'm. I'm. I'm looking. I'm looking off. I'm looking off screen. That's very no cool. Worries. It's very cool. Yeah, I think that's important because uh, one one of my students was asking me about that. Um, they said, "Well, how does this make it? A, how does this make this a drill?" And I said, "Well, because I can do this over and over again for a whole hour if I wanted to." Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, "Okay, well, then it becomes a drill, then, right?" There's a challenge and for I, you there. Have you have you drilled anything for an hour before? No, but uh, <laughs> I have drilled a numerous. Uh, various drills in an hour really yeah it wasn't fun i mean it was fun but it wasn't fun it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah we it was there was just three of us and i think we were headed to a tournament and uh, i said hey you know what instead of just rolling today why don't we just like just really just grind it out so we uh, i have two ladders so i took i took both ladders and lined them all up and we did all of my favorite ladder drills yeah and I have 40, 40 different moves for warm-ups. Uh, so I have a big giant white. I went and bought one of those four by eight um, pieces at the hardwood st- or har- hardware store. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a white laminate. Okay. And I use that as a as a like a like I don't know what you call it like a like a dream board or whatever. And yeah. I take all I put all my notes on it. And I've got forty different types of warm-ups like line drills. So we did all those. It took us a half hour. It took wow. us forever to do it. And, and that was tough enough. And we did, you know, those double legs under the, uh, the rope. We did some bungee cord training. I mean, we did everything. Were you treating um, that, that, that was treated more as a, a conditioning session? Yes, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to focus a little bit on, on, the, on how to do it, like the technical aspect. Yeah. But, man, we just, we, just, we just ran it out as hard as we could just to see if we could do it. And we did it. You know, get you in really good shape. Man, that sounds brutal. It, rather, is. it sounds harder than I'd rather roll for an hour and a half. We have a class on a Friday yeah. where it's an hour and a half of rolling. Um, but ro- rolling, you know, dep- you know, depending on your belt level, you can be a bit more tactical and you can be efficient. But when you just drill into yeah. stuff over and over, yeah, yeah, hour. that's it. That's that's what I'm saying. Like people say, roll more. Well, you can kind of cheat when you roll. I mean, you can stall a little bit. You can hold it in side control, and uh, you can sit out if you wanted. Uh, yeah. You know, it's inconsistent. Yeah. You know, where drilling can be consistent. Okay, yeah. you can continue to challenge yourself. So, just repeat it often and, and a whole lot. 
Yeah, the Mendes brothers. Apparently, they their training routine. I don't know if they still they're still actively competing, but I know you know at least a couple of years ago their routine would be they'd get up at um, like six in the morning, six forty-five. It would be at the gym, and they would drill for forty-five minutes to an hour with the person. No sparring. The other partners, you'd have one part of drill whatever they wanted, the other partner drill whatever they wanted. They do that for an hour, forty-five minutes, gone. Right, in and out, no messing around. That's awesome. Like every single day, and then they would go to, um, uh, you know, they'd have a, you know, an actual jujitsu class. Then later, later in the day, or they'd go home have breakfast, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Andre Galvao is another big one. You know, he's, um, you know, the drill, drill to win was his big thing. Yeah, and you see a lot of videos of what they do. Um, Lloyd Irvine, uh, Lloyd Irvine, I should say, who's you know not the you know the most favourite person in the jiu-jitsu world over the last couple of years, but you know some good athletes have come out of there. There's a bunch of his stuff where people are drilling and drilling, uh-huh. and drilling like you know over over and over. So it's yeah. drill to win, right? As, as, it's as a, it's a thing. Drill to kill. Drill to win. Drill to kill. Is that what you tell? Is that what you tell your students? Yeah, yeah. That's that's actually one of the hashtags I use too. <laughs> it really i've not i've not no, i've not noticed that yeah drill the kill and there's like there's a couple of different ones they're we, fun yeah we need to chat offline because your instagram stuff has blown up over the last couple of months it's awesome oh yeah yeah it's awesome yeah it's it's been it's been quite overwhelming really do you yeah. get do you get like questions and requests you must do right because i've seen like some of your videos with thirty thousand views and yeah yeah i had one it was uh I think right now I checked it was like 178,000 views and like 13,000 likes. And I thought, how is that possible? There's, there's no way. Like, I don't even know. Like I tell my friends, I don't even still don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just putting videos out and people are liking it. That's all that matters. Yeah. People seem to, people seem to, to, to jump on it. Oh, it's, it's really, it's really cool, man. It's, yeah. um, but you can get caught up and you can get caught up in so much shit right with Instagram. And I got, I got into something with someone on a on a comment. Someone had posted a video. I won't know do do any name any names. Someone had posted a video. Um, Matt and I were, were in kind of you know a, a kind of an, an Instagram engagement group, and mm-hmm. someone else posted a video of someone with a ref decision. And I said, "Well, I think that's fair game, right? Whatever the person did." But the person who got who was got hit by this technique, then started commenting it on, on Instagram. Uh, saying, it was like, well, I, you know, pretty, you know, well, you know, I won't name names. This person was well-known. has got a, you know, a really, really solid competition record, right? A well-respected uh, fighter. So then uh, we, got, we got into a debate and I had to think about what did I, what did I say? And I was like, no, actually I stand by what I said. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, going to stand get, my ground. I get hate. I get people that, that hate on, on some of my videos and I just say, Hey, uh, thank you for watching. You just did me a favor. Yeah, and thank I'm you commenting. for commenting. <laughs> yeah. And you just did me a favor. And uh, I appreciate your enthusiasm. And then it just makes them even more mad. Uh, but I think it's just I think, hey man, you're not if you're not if you don't have haters, you're not doing well. You're yeah. not trying hard enough. I've learned, particularly when it comes with exercise, there is. Uh, I'd like to say there is no right way or, there, or or is no wrong way. I think there are certain ways that you can do things that are going to give you certain effects and some of those effects are going to be negative and some of them are going to be positive. Let's take the kettlebell swing for an, as an example. I see so many 
again, not right or wrong, but videos of people doing kettlebell swings where it's going to put more stress on their lower back. It's going to give them more problems. It's not going to develop a posterior chain. So there's... Is there a right or wrong with you know this stuff? It's just different, a different approach and a different way to to kind of do things. Yeah, I think so. I, I think I think it's uh, I think it's specific to you. Mm-hmm. You know, does it work for you? Are you doing something? Not the guy next to you. Is yeah. it working for you? Because uh, honestly, I have a different body style than everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's got a different body style. Some people are taller. Some people are shorter. Yeah. Some, uh, some people can only, you know, go to the gym and do like powerlifting that seems to work for them. Uh, I think whatever works for you, do it, do it well and do it often mm-hmm. and, and get better at it. Why not? Yeah. That's the biggest thing, right? Does it get, well, first of all, define what the result that you want is from something and then does yeah. it get you the result? That's the ultimate yardstick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I go to the gym with the, with the, with the mindset of, is this going to make my jujitsu better? And, mm-hmm. and if, if the answer is yes, then I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know? And it sounds, so I don't, I haven't asked you this question, but obviously, right. You're doing these drills and how, how long is it since 2000, right from the start of your jujitsu career that you got into the solo drilling or how long ago was it? Uh, let's see, 2000, maybe like late 2016. Okay. Okay. So two, two or three years was there. I don't want to say an instant jump in improvement, but did you notice, you know, a marked improvement in the way that you moved and fought on the mat when you started? Oh, yeah. consistent? Okay. Absolutely. Uh, top game, top game. Definitely. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to focus on any one area of, of just doing like top game, yeah. but uh, I, like I love working like guard passing, especially Yeah, I love doing, I love open guard passing and okay. challenging myself to pass, pass the open guard. Um, and I'll, what do, you, do you have a pick, favorite style of pass? Um, well, I tend to, I, you know, and I have, I have a, an, another martial arts background. I have a Taekwondo background. Okay. And so I, they use a lot of footwork. So yeah. I have a, a little bit of an advantage that in that way. So I don't go straight to the ground like a wrestler would. Yeah. So I tend to use my footwork as a style of guard passing. Mm. Um, and, I, and I tend to be a little bit more agile on top. I don't, I don't do a lot of smashing. And if I, I'm really good at it, I can. Okay. But I don't tend to do a lot of smashing. I tend to do, uh, be a little bit more agile on top. Um, and you just, look just up- let the other person make mistakes and I just correct it for them. That's, that's my game. I'm so glad that you said that. <laughs> I, I'm so glad that you said that. I had on the show the other the other week, um, Chris Matakas, who's he's an author of several jujitsu books. Uh-huh. Um, and he's where where I'm looking at his latest book that I'm reading at the moment. It's on my desk somewhere. My office is a, is a mess, but it's it's called My Mastery: A Continued Education Through Jujitsu, and oh, it's nice. a bunch it's a bunch of different chapters around key, key principles and strategies that you can apply to improve your jujitsu without specifically talking about a jujitsu technique. And one of the things he said is, you know, let in the person beat themselves. And then, and I've I've I put that into my game a lot over the last two to three months maybe and it's a different mindset of going in and thinking okay i'm gonna force a knee slice versus you know feeling the person out you know being in a strong position and Uh 
rolling with the punches maybe is another way to term it, right? You see yeah. how they, they, you know, how they move and you kind of just slip past, slip past the guard. Yeah, my, my whole game is to make them forget jujitsu. Hmm. That's, 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 that's my entire, if on the bottom, on the top, on the side, whatever it is, yeah. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep pressuring them to make them forget what they're doing or forget you. Cause you know, you roll with somebody that's experienced or whatever and yeah. they end up, they end up, you do something so well and they end up doing something stupid. Yeah. And, and I just made them forget jujitsu. So I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing a good job. You have an example? Uh, well, I think, I think when people uh, get mounted, for okay. instance, and, and what do they start doing? And, you know, and inexperienced, let's talk about an inexperienced person. If you get with a black belt and you're mounted, one, you did really well. Um, yeah. But two, you're still in danger. Even if you mounted a black belt, you're still in danger. <laughs> uh, but let's just talk about like a beginner. You know, the first thing a beginner does is they're going to stiffen their arm up and they're going to start pushing you away. Yeah. Well, they just forgot everything they learned this past year. Yeah. They, all they want to do is get you off the mount. So they're going to start pushing and bucking and hipping and everything. Yeah. So, so what you're doing is your job. You did a great job by making them forget everything they learned. And then you think, I've just done 10,000 of these, buddy. Your arm is yeah. mine. <laughs> no, I, with my students, I start laughing. Uh, I start laughing like the joker because uh, they know I'm going to armbar them. <laughs> here's a question for you and here's a thought. Um, I read... I read a lot. I'm going to try and pull up a quote for something I read um, the other day. It's to do with a book. I'm going to fill this space while I pull this quote up because I've got a, I think this is going to be a good question. We'll see. But okay. it's, to do, it's to do with essentialism. And the, the quote is this. So essentialism is a disciplined, systematic approach for determining where our biggest contribution lies, then making execution of those things almost effortless. And I suppose the question to you is this, the arm bar, someone pushing up to escape mount or someone, you know, people push to escape a lot of positions. Mm -hmm. So drilling that arm bar mm -hmm. probably has a very, very high return. Do you ever think about, okay, what are the key areas that I'm likely to expose myself to or be exposed to most and then try to focus drills around those high percentage areas? Does that make sense? Does that question make sense? A little bit, a little bit. Okay. I, so you're, you're, you're thinking like, um, like, uh, like if I were going to practice like a, like a Toriando on a, on a bag Yeah. and what, what am I going to do to create more opportunities for me? Is that what you mean? Not so much that, but more if you think of jujitsu, um, you know, I, I think the arm bar is a great example that you gave from the moment okay. where it's such a common occurrence in jujitsu. Right. If right. you put, if you get into a certain situation, it's almost, you know, very, it's very likely to happen. Whereas, you know, drilling something that is, uh, I'm going to use bearing ball, a bearing ball okay. as an example, right? Which is, it's more unique. It's less common unless you fight that type of game, which is, right. so it's important to drill if that's your game, but thinking, okay, what are the, the most important areas that are most likely to come up that I could then build drills around to then explore? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, oh, yes, I mean? yes. I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I think I focus more on, uh, I selfishly, I focus more on things that I would do. Yes. Like, you know, like I, like I, I love neon belly. Yep. Mostly because I'm a little bit smaller opponent. And when I get mount, when I get the mount or I get, I get in a, a, a side control, 
Yeah. Man, I get bucked off like crazy. So I love neon belly because you can push me away and I can grab another one. Yeah. Uh, so I tend to, I tend to selfishly put more drills in that area. Mm. Um, and, but I understand what you mean. Like if, if you had a chance to do a high, like a move that nobody's seen before, but you're not really good at it. Yeah. Or would you have, or would you do the move that you've done 10,000 times? Mm. And I think I would end up doing the move that I've done 10,000 times because if, I have, I have such a high level of confidence in it. It's second nature. Why not? Yeah. It's second nature. But I, see, I think you've, Maybe we're onto something here, I don't know. Or maybe you've already thought about this. But the other, you give us another example of going to neon belly, right? So drilling, popping up, you know, you can do it with the stability ball. You know, you're on the floor uh-huh. and you pop up like you're popping up on a surfboard to practice that movement. Again, it's a reaction, right? You're drilling, you're drilling someone's reaction, whereas uh, not all, you know, you do this in live drilling with partner drilling as well. But it seems as though maybe a lot of the opportunities for these kind of drills are drilling stuff that are going to be a reaction that you can take advantage of very quickly so knee on belly where they, they touch your knee and that's your signal to spin around to go for the arm bar yeah there you go there it's, you go yeah it's another reaction hmm yeah i don't know if you I don't I, no, maybe you've already thought about that yeah I, I i i do i think about that all the time and i think about how do i make a drill out of it that's my next that's my <laughs> next venture if I, if I can do this how do i make a drill out of it that's i i walk around this the, if i'm by myself or i'm with someone who's uh, filming me I yeah. walk around and I think, how am I going to drill this? How am I going to drill this? I can do this. I can totally do this. I keep repeating it over and over until it happens. That's cool, man. That's cool. And are you, uh, so is it literally constantly on your mind? Literally. Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless I, uh, you know, make 10 or 15 or 20 videos and I think, okay, I can let my mind rest for a day or two. But, um, but if it gets to like Thursday and I haven't made a video, I'm like, yeah. I, I'm, I go crazy. I have to make one. I have to, even if it's, even if it's something I've been thinking about or, or something I've already done before, I can do a new take on it and I, I, I film it and I drill it. Do you have a YouTube channel? I do. It sucks. Really? Okay. Yeah. I've been, I've been, uh, a friend of mine keeps telling me I need to post more on YouTube. So, uh, I am now forming a better YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, I just don't get the reaction that I do on Instagram or Facebook. You know, YouTube is a real hard, for me, it's a real hard uh, 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 social media platform that I, I, I'm having a hard time with. It's not as viral. Definitely. No, not. it's not. It's not. It's definitely not. But, but I need to upload stuff like that for search engines. You know, if, if someone searches solo drill jujitsu, they should, my YouTube video should show up. So I need to keep going on that. Yeah, you should. I know from my format of stuff, I find Instagram a little too short. Because I like, I want to show an exercise, but I want to show, talk about the fine details of what makes it a good versus yeah. a bad exercise. Um, I think that's why I don't talk in my videos. Just get, <clears throat> just get straight into it. Yeah. Um, I just no sound, no talking. I just go right to it. Yeah. 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 I think your stuff would do well on YouTube. You know, to you know broader for how how you you know, you, how you um you could record a video and then you could slice that into seven different things for Instagram. Yeah, I, I um I actually bought a Bluetooth mic for my phone, okay. so um so I can create more um uh, you know I'm getting a lot of requests for people to teach it, so I might just uh, like you said uh, I could take my warm up and just say hey hey ladies and gentlemen this is how I I do this one particular move and I go step by step on how to do it. Just record so the it might work out. 
record the class warm-ups right and just yeah put it on there you know i think people would love that stuff yeah yeah i, I record i uh i've been doing a lot of live class times on instagram yeah like i'll i'll just i'll just put the phone up and i'll i'll put it on instagram live and i get a ton of people just asking so many questions about it so i might just keep doing that too it's uh, you sound very similar to me in the respect of do you know what and you said this yourself earlier i'm not 100 percent sure what i'm doing but i'm just going to keep trying these different things i'm going to keep putting things out there and you know yeah why not man just just put out your put out your passion just keep doing it experiment yeah. when you yeah. when you so you're, you're in california in june right yeah so, yeah, you, you should definitely, we should definitely hook up and do some stuff. It'd be cool. Do some, do some videos that train, train some jujitsu. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, uh, I'll be there Wednesday through Wednesday, June 22nd is the wedding. So I'll be there Wednesday, okay. through, uh, Wednesday through Wednesday. Yeah. Well, I'll, so, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be here in the plus 100 degree heat into Matthew. Oh, I can't probably. wait. Oh, it's brilliant. I, I miss the heat. <laughs> yeah i love the heat i love the heat in fact i go i go i mean it gets to 100 degrees here in boise i go hiking in the heat i love it even with you got you have a little girl right yeah i actually have three kids but my little girl's uh 19 months She's okay my youngest Do you, don't don't you find it hard with the with the little one going out in the heat i go early earlier in the day or uh i bring like a big giant one of those umbrellas over her head or whatever you yeah know. Or I, or I just don't take her. Yeah. That's what I struggle with. Is get, I, I, yeah. I can, I can, I, well, you know, I, I mourn about the heat, but it's little ones, right? It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I've got yeah. t t time check. I've got about five, 10 minutes before I need to, any, okay. I, need, I need to wrap up. Um, okay. Any, any, any particular things we didn't cover that we want, that you want to, you want to get out? No, I think we covered quite a bit today. I think it was real productive. Um, just, uh, you know, guys, if, if, when you know you guys are listening it, don't be afraid to reach out to me and, and ask me questions i i pride myself on answering every single question dumb or not there is no dumb question you just got to ask it yeah and uh if it, i might i might answer in a sarcastic manner but i'll still answer it um and you guys that are listening in pakistan i don't want to buy your geese um <laughs> or or wherever um but but I get a lot of I get a lot of messages on on uh, the one thing I don't really like is when people ask me medical questions because I'm not a medical expert I yeah. just give my opinion but yeah. um, just ask ask me and I'll I'll do my best to answer uh, don't be afraid to reach out to other people too I mean you never know they they may have a, a really cool insight you know how do I do this how do I do that um, yeah. and 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 I'm also on Facebook so don't you, you can join the Ronin's army if anybody hasn't heard that yet. Is that what it's called? So Ronin's Army on Facebook? Yeah, it's it's called the Jiu-Jitsu Ronin's Army. It's a it's a it's a Facebook group, and I do a little bit more. Like I only post like once or twice a week, but I ask like we do polls, and I I ask uh, I ask questions of members. What do you guys think? This last time I asked, hey, I'm thinking about getting one of these bags, and I did a voting poll, and everybody wanted to do the that's the cool BJJ nine K. So oh, that's very yeah, cool. We, yeah. And then on, on on Instagram, it's the Jujitsu Ronin or Jujitsu Ronin. It's it's the underscore Jujitsu underscore Ronin. Yeah, I'll put I'll put links to this in the in the show description as well to make sure yeah, people can get it. And I think I, I really encourage people to go and watch your videos. I think you've got some fantastic ideas. Um, I hope, I hope. 
Yeah, no, I, th- I think you do. I, th- I think you do. And it's, it's good to see the ev- evolution of what's happening. And I encourage people to go and watch it because you can only talk about drilling so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but you, you've yeah, got, we need to get together and drill. <laughs> you've got to see it, right? You've got, you've got to see, you've got to see some of the stuff. Um, yeah. But I hope, I think this is going to, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of, you know, like you are, right? To get good at jujitsu, you got to train jujitsu, but a, a good movement practice for a number of reasons is also going to help your jujitsu on top of you know what you what you are able to do on the mats as well. So I think you know going you know people going and watching your know, mat stuff is going to be um, it's going to be time well spent. I think you're going to pick up some great ideas. Um, a lot of stuff that you know I've been doing doing jujitsu now for what twelve years roughly. Is it 12 years, a little bit over 12 years? I've been focused on, you know, strength and conditioning slash, you know, movement, et cetera, for jiu-jitsu for several years. And there's a lot of stuff that I've seen on there that I hadn't seen before in terms of the ideas. So I think people are going to learn a lot from you. Another subject I don't disagree with. <laughs> I need to be. <laughs> I mean, well, we did, we, did, we did talk offline about the rugby, right? So if you were going to pick, because yeah. of Matt's, uh, British, I couldn't. British I couldn't show. tell you. Ta- I I couldn't tell you a team if I wanted to. Pick pick pick, pick <laughs> one. Pick one country that you would support, and then we might disagree on this one. Oh, let's see. Let's see. I, I'm gonna have to go with the. There's got to be Scotland. I gotta okay. go with the, the Scottish team. I would have preferred Welsh. I would have preferred Welsh, okay. obvious, obviously. But my grandfather was Scottish, so I'm glad that you picked Scotland over England. If you picked England, yeah, yeah. that would that would be the end. <laughs> that would have been the end of this show. <laughs> Oh, nice. We got we got close we got close to a disagreement there. Um, there you go. And Matt, any other any other closing thoughts that you wanna you wanna leave people with? Get out there and drill, guys. There's no excuses. There you go. Right with that, guys, we'll wrap up the recording. Thank you for listening, and we'll uh, we'll speak to you all soon. I'm very excited to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by the Mallorca BJJ Yoga Festival. If you listen to one of our recent episodes with uh, Mr. Joe Nordebert, uh, who is a black belt instructor um, under the Hodger Gracie team and runs and, and teaches jiu-jitsu at his academy in Mallorca, he talked at length about a really exciting festival that he's got coming up in October of this year, the Mallorca BJJ Yoga, Yoga Festival. So obviously it's a mix of jiu-jitsu, it's a mix of yoga, and it's going to be for one week in, in October on the island of Mallorca, which is in the Mediterranean. If you've never been to Mallorca, it's an incredibly beautiful island, um, really idyllic, ama- amazing clear blue water, amazing food, amazing culture. And the weather in October is going to be absolutely perfect. So depending on where you live, if you need to escape the winter blues and get a dose of vitamin D, I've been to the island myself, spent time with Joe there. It's a fantastic place. He's a fantastic guy. But, uh, you know, more than that, you're going to get some incredible jujitsu instruction there. The confirmed people so far, and these are only the ones that Joe's, Joe has announced, uh, Mauricio Gomez. Um, not every, Most of you will know who Mauricio is, but those of you who don't, that's Hodger Gracie's father. Um, so to learn jujitsu from one a person who in his own right was an incredible competitor back in his day you should listen to some of the stories but also would have been a key influence in the success of who is in my opinion the greatest jiu-jitsu fighter of all time that's a person you absolutely want to, to learn from um done a few lessons with him and myself in the past and can absolutely vouch for the quality of the instruction you'll get there 
Also, Ross Nichols, uh, you know, one of the the most prominent uh, BJJ black belts in the UK. Ross was on the on the show a couple of weeks ago, and also you've got Daniel Strauss, aka the Raspberry Ape, uh, and uh, both Ross and Daniel, both Hodger Gracie black belts, both prominent uh, competitors in the UK scene. And Daniel Strauss, obviously very unique in his approach to strength and conditioning as well. So, and those are just the three people that Joe's announced. Um, and on, so there'll be there'll be jujitsu every day. There'll be yoga every day. You can mix and match between between them both. And it's it, knowing Joe, the setup is going to be brilliant. There's going to be amazing food there at this hotel. You know, these this guy knows how to, how to you know put on put on a good show. And what's even more exciting is that he's given me a discount code that I can give to you. That you can use to get ten percent off your booking plus 50 euros as a credit to spend at the hotel so if you bought a room for two people you'll get 10 percent off plus you will get 100 euros to spend at the hotel so that's a pretty good deal if you ask me that uh, code is early griff 50 i'll put it in the show description below so you, you know you, you can work past my accent and the other really good thing about um the way Joe has set this up is that it's only 250 euros to reserve a place. So if you haven't got all the money now, you can reserve your spot and you can actually get a refund up until the second, the second of August. So you can put your money down now because there's only 300 places, guys. 300 places, and you know, with with how big jujitsu is in Europe at the moment, those are going to go quickly. So I've, if I was you, I would really, I would snap up the opportunity and get on top of that as quickly as you can. And if you're having an hour and just reserve your space, and you've got up until you have up until April the second to get a full refund. So you know, I'd advise you to book your space um, as quickly as you can, and then you can always get the refund up until April the second. So I'm going to put any, a bit of information. In the show description with the the, the, the discount code, uh, the at MBJJ Yoga Fest, the Instagram handle, and also the website where you can go and book. Um, but you know, at the very least, guys, get onto Instagram, follow those guys, and find out what's going on. But I would highly recommend going to the festival in in, in Mallorca, train BJJ for a week, do some yoga, have a have a damn good time, and you know, fingers crossed, maybe I can make it out there from California as well. But with that, guys, let's get on with the show.